Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of A Fistful of Talent. I'm your host, Jonah Gancharfer, Senior Producer for KUM News. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm excited about this particular episode. You know, I am constantly on Instagram, and I spotted a photo, and it was a photo of, of um, my friend Shamara Talahi, and she had posted that she was on island, and I figured if she's on island... Her other half maybe is on island. So I have with me singer-songwriter Jason J. Hoffaday. Hoffaday, hello. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for, for finally, you know, for coming in and, yeah, and, yeah. and taking the time out to do that. I know that since you've arrived and you arrived on... Um, I arrived on the 1st. But I actually... Uh, so I arrived on the 1st, but we went to the PI to visit my last grandparent. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got back on the 6th. So we went, we went out for a night on the 1st just to like... <laughs> like surprise people you know it was cool and then, and then i know since you've arrived it's been like a whirlwind of yeah. events meeting family friends and even throwing in the occasional gig yeah, gig yeah. i had to throw one one little show in there so <laughs> but yeah it's been it's been back to back non-stop like just bouncing from this my family to shamar's family and like making sure everyone gets enough time with my son, because it's my son's first time on island. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure he's he's stoked oh, he's to see it. like all his cousins. Yeah, he's and asking, relatives. he's asking us if we can live here now. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you know, we got some things set up in the states. But I know it's been two years since um, we last I last interviewed you. Yeah, and I think it was heading in. You were actually heading into a gig, so we were doing like a Skype. Yeah, I was at a gig actually. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, you were like we, on we break just, or something. Yeah, the band had already like set up all the in, the gear and um, and we were just waiting. We had like downtime. I set up the merch booth already, and then you called and we just had the interview. Yeah, and it, like, I was like when I was looking back at it, I was like, wow, it's been two years already. Gosh. You know, and I'm sure that a lot has happened within those mm-hmm. two years since we last spoke. But um, I mean, exactly like what brought you to Guam? Because I'm sure this was a trip, long time coming. You know, like yeah. it's been a while, it's right? Been a while, yeah. Um, well, Shamara, my, Shamara, my other half is in nursing nursing school right now, so she's um, she's been really stressed out with that. And trying to, and she's doing really great. She's doing a great job, but like we just felt like she had a little break, so it was a perfect time to squeeze it in. And um, I have just been pushing the same hustle mm-hmm. since. Like, not much has changed. Just like the shows have have gotten a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and it's, just, it's a consistent thing that like, just goes on, and just like continuously climb or try to climb up the. Um, the scene, the music scene out there in California, but um, yeah, just I just released a new record, so it's kind of like the moment I finished. Like we literally flew out on the thirtieth, and I had my last session on the 29th. Wow! For my, yeah, for mixing and mastering, <laughs> so it was like it was like crunch time, and um, yeah, it was perfect because I, I feel like a lot of weight is off my shoulders mm-hmm. now, and um, I can work on my next project when I get back. Yeah. So this is like a perfect decompression time, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say that too. I mean. Um, you know, it's obviously summer, so, you mm-hmm. know, it's a time where everyone, like, all the cousins and relatives mm-hmm. are, you know, out of school, and, yep. you know, your boy can... It fit perfect. Yeah. It's amazing. And, um, you know, coming back, I mean, has it... What was the feeling like? I mean, it has to be, like, overwhelming, because it's, it's been a while. How long has it been since you've it's been It's been five years for me. Um, the last time I was here was the, the first Guam Live concert. That's right. With Mighty yeah. Mellow Massive, my older band. Um, and... For Shamara, it's been like I think seven, almost seven, almost eight years for her. Wow! Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's been a long time, but it's beautiful to come back and see um, the island 
thriving in mm. like the business and the entrepreneurship, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm walking, I'm r- walking around and seeing all these local businesses. And I'm like, and everywhere I go, I'm like, who owns this? I want to know who owns it. You know, like <laughs> it's amazing. Like from coffee shops to bars, to clothing companies, to musicians, the music scene is thriving right now. And yeah. I love it. And I was going to bring that up too. You know, um, you know, you left Island 2010, right? Yeah. And I mean, at the time you were mentioning like, you know, you were doing like constant gig mm-hmm. and, and you were having that feeling like, you know, you were worried that people would get tired of yeah. like hearing of you. And I mean, back then, I'm sure from that time to now, the music scene has yeah. has definitely changed definitely. and for the better, I, mm-hmm. I would assume. Oh, definitely, yeah. big time. And I, I know that, you know, you've been out since you've arrived and you've gotten the opportunity to kind of, you know, see some of the, the yeah. nightlife and everything. And I guess what was, has, what is your, I guess, your, your feeling when seeing like these, you know, from friends that yeah. you've, you know, grown, you've, you've gigged with and you've, you've um, you know, essentially like grown up with to like these, you know, these youngins like taking the stage now. Yeah. Um, I think the youngins are killing it, though. <laughs> They're amazing. Like, um, <clears throat> it's just nice to go out and hear like even original music, you mm-hmm. know, like played at the bars. Because like, for a while I, I did feel, had that when I was on, living on Guam, I did have that feeling of like, like less of my friends would come out to shows because they heard me so many times, mm. and I just felt like I was kind of scratching the same circle too many times. But um, but now it's like I come back and there's like there's so, there's so much more support for original music, you know, like and it's 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 big, like, and like there there there's a lot more shows shows and events where the local artists yeah. can showcase their 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 original content, and I'm happy for everybody. I think even like yeah. venue wise. Yeah. There, there are more places that are realizing, like, hey, you know, we can put a local band or you know, yep. artist here, yep. and you know, um, you know, I don't know. Back then, did you feel like, like, in terms of you know, because gigs were were kind of mm-hmm. few and you know, far between, like it, to secure gigs, do you feel like it was kind of like a, it was more like you were kind of competing against other musicians to kind of secure that that gig? Yeah, I think it's always going to be like that, though. Mm-hmm. That's a normal thing. It's like a natural competition. I think, like, no matter what, people uh, will try to get, like, a spot at the most popular bar or venue and try to hold that as long as they can. And then if someone else comes in, like, sometimes, like, out in the States where we'll have a residency for, like, the summertime, and it's, like, every time we play, it's sold out, you know, sold out sold out shows for these smaller bars and venues. And then um, it gets to a point where the, the management just wants to switch up the vibe mm-hmm. of the entire bar. So they go hire, like, instead of a reggae band, they'll hire, like, a jazz band or something like that. And then it's, like, it's just part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. competition's always going to be there in all of, all of, all of the, the arts, you know. Yeah. It's just a matter of, like, yeah, it's just a matter of, of how it's, it's always going to be competitive in a, in a sense. But it's not making a negative thing, I guess, you know. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. probably like yeah. kind of like you know I got to work. Yeah, I gotta everyone's gonna try to go for whatever they can get, you know. So. Yeah. And I know that when we last spoke, um, you know, you were mentioning that you know when you did leave in 2010 and you you arrived in uh, LA, um, you said it was a good it was a good change for you because mm-hmm. it, it was it, it was such a bigger it afforded you more opportunities. Right. Right. And the thing about it though is that. <clears throat> you weren't necessarily alone. There were local, you know, there were, yeah. you had your fellow musicians out there too that, right. that you kind of could go to and everything. And, and that was a big deal for you. I mean, how was the, 
did you immediately once you landed in in LA was it you picked up a gig just like that or how did you, I guess no. how did you settle so so like coming like coming from LA I, I did I, my main purpose leaving Guam was to attend a music school mm-hmm. so I, I went to uh, MI Musicians Institute in Hollywood and um, it was like a crash course co- called the Independent Artist Program it's only a certificate it wasn't like a like I wasn't taking like guitar for mm-hmm. two years or drums it was just there's a it's like a, ra- a full spectrum level of classes so it's like we have business design um, recording songwriting um, a few other classes but they're all they all tie in together to to kind of make you better as an independent artist and um, the final product of the six month it's only a six month program the final product was to a record you have to finish a CD and you can you claim like what how much how, however many songs you want to put on the record uh-huh. whether it's like a like a three song or like a six or eight I did like a three song, I believe, because I was like, let me just take a smaller <laughs> bite, you know? I had a lot of songs. Already yeah. ri- I had a lot of songs written already, so that was like half the battle. But in six months, I was like, man, let me just do three so it's a, I can do like higher quality for each of them, you know? Um, so I kind of had that, instead of just moving out and just trying to start it right away, like I had that kind of guidance of like, look, this is how the business out here in California goes. And I was sitting in the classrooms and like trying to learn all that. Trying to understand royalties, trying to understand like when you upload your music and how it's how music is the is divided as as um, in royalties and like ownership of the songs, and it kind of set me in a, the right path instead yeah. of trying to learn that as I went on, you know. Yeah. Um, and then like from there, <clears throat> after school, like it was trying to trying to just penetrate the market because nobody knew me, I had no name on the street, like I couldn't get a gig, so I. Literally sat down with the other Guam guy that was there was Alex Lugua. Yes. Um, you interviewed him yeah. before, yeah. Um, and me and him were like, we'd busk on the street, like in Hollywood. <laughs> we were sitting next to like homeless homeless people playing like guitar. Like we weren't homeless, but we would just find a corner like where the buses drop off a lot of people and we would just jam, you know, like so I'll bring a guitar and he'll bring like a djembe and we would just jam and like get some chump change. And that was like, I think we made, one time we made like $50 and then, the first 30 minutes. Nice. We're like, all right, okay, I think we're on the right track here, you know? We play, like, one song, and we, like, the easiest song to sing and play, like, Island Song, and then, um, whenever there's nobody there, we'll kind of just, like, tone it down. And then when people start, people are walking up, like, all right, Al, hit it, hit it louder, you know? It's like, kind of like, just like, like, um, saving ourselves from yeah. when people came through. And then, um, and then we started getting, like, uh, me and Alex built a band from musicians at the school. Mm-hmm. And because he was also attending MI, and then we um, we kind of started gigging out, and we started playing with the teacher bands. Mm-hmm. Like at, at the music, musicians institute, they have like uh, all these all the teachers are musicians, so they have like jam bands where they have residencies down on Hollywood Boulevard. So we started jamming shows with them, and eventually we're like the new hottest thing on the block because we're like the, the only reggae band in Hollywood like living locally in Hollywood right so we started playing like all these like surfer dive looking bars and um, from then on we started like we started branching out to like Long Beach eventually we had like some Guam people like oh there's some Guam people playing in Hollywood yeah. so they would come out and check us out like right, right in the boulevard because they live on the outskirts you know um, they would come out and just check us out and then eventually that network grew bigger and bigger and bigger and then, um, and then Mighty Mellow Massive kind of broke up, and I just went solo, and I just been pushing that network harder and harder. Mm-hmm. So now, like, I'm in more of the 
the bigger scene of reggae over there. And it's kind of cool. And I know you were mentioning, too, that, you know, there, if you ever felt like um, it was either slowing down or you felt maybe like the area that you were at was kind of getting, you know, uh, yeah. tired of you, the, the beauty of it was that you could go tour exactly. and go, go elsewhere. Exactly. I mean, they, so, like, for, in, that, in that note, like, in Hollywood, like, we were playing these shows and it's like, we're like, oh, yeah, we're the, like, the only reggae band locally in Hollywood. But, like, the thing that comes with that is, like, the crowd, your crowd, our crowd isn't there. Yeah. Like, there's people that are just, like, there for a rock show. Like, we'll play a show, we'll book a show on a bill with, like, three other bands. And they're, like, rock bands, hip-hop artists. And they put, like, us, the random <laughs> reggae band in the middle, you know? So, yeah, it's, like, it's a matter of finding your people. Finding mm -hmm. the people that resonate with your music. That's the key. That's the biggest thing. Finding that those people and, like, giving... Or showing them your material or your your craft, you know. And do you think that that you know, because you know, abroad, you know, we have a lot of Chamorros out yeah, there and yeah. people. I mean, do you think that that kind of helped too, oh, like having sure. them situated in mm -hmm. certain pockets, and then you mm -hmm. know, they'd be like, "Hey, you know, I, there's yeah. this guy that I know." I mean, there's people like like Guam people who are like heavy in their industries in the states, and like you know, they're willing to help other Guam people in, in a sense, and like give them the plug you know mm -hmm. like joy kenga for mm -hmm. instance like oh yeah island yeah, block yeah. yeah island block like he's a guam boy you know and he helped he's helped me out like countless amount of times and like he's the plug for that that oh, policy yeah. scene yeah he's the uh, man definitely of that policy, so. you know and i always keep in touch with them and he's like mm -hmm. he says you know uh i you know how's it over there i'm like oh obviously you've been busy because you know they you know aside from like concerts that they mm -hmm. have and then you know the station the station right. itself um, you know, they even have like a, as far as like a scholarship now, you oh, know, wow. for, for, for island musicians. Wow, and I really? think that's so awesome, you know, cause wow. they, they're on their end too. They're trying to mm -hmm. really push the local scene. Um, you know, back there too, with the local musicians like Shabe and, and, yeah. and others, I mean, um, do you think it would have been different if you didn't have those local musicians there? Do you think it would have been a little bit harder for you? Um, to be honest, no. I feel like I would find other musicians that were, weren't of Guam background, mm -hmm. but having those guys made it feel like home, mm -hmm. you know. So they, I currently don't play with them anymore. Yeah. Like I'm kind of in, in a phase of like changing up the the lineup behind me for my for my band. But um, Austin Sarlu still jams with me. Um, but Nate and Shabby, they're on some some bigger yeah. things. Like Nate's playing with like Sammy J. And drums for Simon Jane, Shabby's playing with Fia, so it's it's all love regardless, you know. But um, you know, opportunities come around for a certain way, and you just got to take certain opportunities that come. Like, do you feel that the stuff that you learned in the in your um, at MI it really helped you kind of solidify, time. like, okay, this I'm going to go into this, and big this time, is what yeah. to realize it's a business, you know. Yeah. Um, and friendship can't sometimes can't go before the business, you know, and it just kind of putting on your big boy pants and realizing like, <laughs> but you know, like you don't have to like do it in, in a bad way. You yeah. don't have to cut people off. You, you can just sit people down and be like, Hey, it's going this way. Like, you know, you should go this way. Yeah. I have to go this way. That's what it is. You know, it's yeah. all love regardless. We, we, we all still support each other and, and what we're doing. But yeah, like I feel like regardless, I would have, I would find a band behind me as an artist, you know, I would find, I would find people to play with me, but it was beautiful to have, to like look back at when I was playing at my first One Love Festival as my as Jason J and to look back look forward and see this jibungus crowd <laughs> and then look back and see my Guam boys, you yeah. know? Like it's it's comforting. But realizing that I can't hold on to anybody. 
Like everyone has their journey. Yeah. You know, so. Definitely. And like you said, it's all love. Like, yeah, you know, it's and, all and, love. and I think that's exactly. the beauty of Guam artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't They're see. They're so talented. Like, yeah. There's just so much talent on this island, you know. And then now to see local talent go abroad too, like doing yeah. tours like Four exactly. Piece Bad and John, John Dang, Dang Show well, yeah. and everything. And then, you know. We, can, we need more though. We yeah. need more out there. Like, all you local artists need to keep coming out, man. Keep yeah. coming out, trying to find a way to bridge that, you know. And you know, um, uh, what do you call it? You know, the when we last spoke too, it was around the time, uh, obviously, the your CD uh, Luminosity came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I know you mentioned that you had just finished up wrapping up. Um, I guess how long was the process oh. to put together that particular this, album? It's only a four song, another four song EP. Like four song, I know people are like that's that's not much. But <laughs> for me, like trying to balance it all, like you know, I have I have two kids as well so I'm a, I'm a family man and trying to balance all that trying to balance the budget trying to balance all like the decision making for mm-hmm. music like for now the four songs are like the perfect level where I won't like melt with stress <laughs> you know like because it's like it's, it's stressful as an artist like there's so much uncertainty and I don't want I have to keep my head leveled in order to also raise my family the right way oh, and yeah, not be stressed definitely. out because I can easily cross, I can easily like be stressed out with my family because my music is stressing me yeah. out, you know? Like, so it's a matter of like putting, also putting a wall, but like realizing like what's a good amount to bite at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so that everything else can balance. And then another thing too, I mean, being a songwriter too, it's like you would yeah. rather put four great exactly. songs. Yeah. Cause and- I got songs. I got, I got, so- <laughs> I got songs in the bag, you know, I've been writing since, since, back in the day but I got songs in the bag so like having songs is not an issue it's just a matter of like bite size and I can focus on each song yeah. and make sure that they're they're all all gonna be good you don't wanna show all, you show your cards all at once yeah. too you wanna go like a tease it's a teaser yeah it's a poker game and I know too like in terms of songwriting um I know it all kind of started in a in a class, mm-hmm. uh, high school, ND with yeah. and Tim Balahaja Tim, was yes. in your class as well, and and you had mentioned that you guys were kind of like you know like a friendly competition right. and like you know right. writing. Um, was that kind of how it sparked your your love um, for songwriting? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was like I fell in love with poetry, which lately I've been trying to get back in like to really dive into poetry because like, that was only my start and I kind of just took off with it from there. But um, yeah, it's like the falling in love with poetry and like and, and seeing how words, you put words into lines and those lines dance with each other, you know, in, in the flow. And um, having Tim there, because me and Tim were the only ones who did, like in our poetry class who decided to like bring a guitar <laughs> and ask the teacher if you can sing it, you know. So it's like, it's like, a, like a friendly competition that like I would leave, try to leave school early so I can go home and try to finish this idea that I had the day before. It's like, and no one then, talked to me. I have an idea yeah. in my mind, and yeah. I, want to, I want to get home, and I want to write right. it down. I mean, I, had, I came up with crazy excuses to get out of class. <laughs> I'll call my mom and be like, um, I, ha- I have a uncontrolled bowels movement right now. You know, it's crazy. So like, I would, I would rush home and finish a song before Tim could get home and work on his song. <laughs> and like... When when right when Tim gets off work, I'll hit him up like, "Yo, I just finished a song," you know, and he's like, "Oh man, I want to finish a song tomorrow too." So it was really good. It was really healthy. Um, you know, we we've just grown and we've gone our own different ways. Mm-hmm. And but that was such a, a crucial part because it was like to get to get into songwriting that fast and that intense. 
Like, I don't know if I would have done it if I was in a different situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like, I felt like it could have easily been a lot slower in mm-hmm. progression. But at that time, I was like, I was like, finish, finish, yeah. finish. You know, instead of having like a little bit of songs written here and there. But like, then I was like, I used to write a lot faster back then than I do now, actually. Now I'm like, my mind is too critical of the lines I'm putting mm-hmm. on, which is a battle. It's like grow. It's like, I yeah, mean, you it's grow. growth. You, you, you learn that you can you can craft and shift yeah. things, and sometimes that gets in the way, you know. <laughs> like back then in high school, like I was just like, oh, right, just write that line, just put put it down, and then like, I look back at some of that writing, I'm like, what did I even mean by that line? <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't understand what that line meant, but I don't know. It's, it's all for interpretation. Yeah. But now it's like I'm more careful when I craft, and I, I'll take out a line if it doesn't make sense. Like I'm not. I'm not the kind of writer who likes filler lines. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't just put a line in a song because I need it to rhyme with something. Like, I hate that. Yeah. Because it haunts me. Because <laughs> every time I listen back, I'm like, oh, my God, I could have sat down and put, like, a little bit more thought and into that line. It would have made the song stronger as a whole. You know? So, um, my writing process is a lot slower. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like the songs come out way more polished when I'm done. I was going to say that, too. Like, as as, you know, as you got older... And life experiences mm-hmm. and everything. Did that kind of shift your writing in terms of, you know, like, you know, beginning it would be, you know, f- about fun stuff and mm-hmm. everything like that. But then as you go through these experiences, I'm sure like more emotion yeah, is more put depth. into and um, and more relatable mm-hmm. to, to people. Um, do you find that that? Yeah, totally. Happened? Totally. I think um, the only way to get new material to write about is to experience more so like sometimes i feel like when i'm in a cer- certain circle mm-hmm. and i write already about that emotion like i feel like I have to, something else needs to happen in my life and then i can write something else better so it's all i think it's all progression with experience you know you know and i was um there is a um a new tv show mm-hmm. on nbc and it's called songland and it's basically, you know, you have like the voice, and mm, you have right. these. This one is about the songwriting process. I think someone was, someone was. Um, I was at a bar intoxicated, and someone was telling me about <laughs> that show the other night. Yeah, and so you know, basically, it it kind of you know pulls the curtain and yeah. and shows you the process, you mm. know, and and so you have these these you know um, three you know big time producers, you yeah. know, like Ryan Tedder from One Republic and stuff wow. like that. You so you have these producers. And then you have these singers, these songwriters that are basically essentially pitching their song to an artist and that artist will pick the song they like and will right. put it on their album. Oh, wow. So it's wow. and and so like the first episode was John Legend, right? Mm. And so you know, you had these people that said like, you know, I wrote this song and I, and I had John Legend in mind and then right then and there mm. they show like, okay, you know that line. Yeah. Um it didn't really fit. Right. And what if we try it like this? And then, you know, the, then Ryan will break out his guitar and he'll be like, you know, what if you go up tempo? Awesome. And I think when people see just like the process um, that goes into writing a song, yeah. it's not just like you mentioned, it's not just like writing it and yeah. then like you're one and done. Um, there's a lot of that sometimes goes into like it. The, sometimes you go, you comb through a song like a hundred times before yeah. it's like an edit a hundred times before it's finished. Right. But at the same time, like, Everyone has their own process. Like, oh, yeah. I know people who, like, have to get really drunk and cry <laughs> while they're writing, you know? I know people who, like, just do it, like, like in 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, there's people who take, like, months to finish a song. There's people who, like, 
who like start a song and then like need somebody else to help finish it. There's different. There's just different formulas. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to put it under one thing. But I mean, like when you come when you go into a show like that, it's the that's when the pressure's on and it's about it's about speed. Like yeah. you can't take six months to write a song for those guys if you're in front of them. You know, you'd have to come up a lot faster and and produce yeah. that 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 song a lot quicker. You know, and then the and you know, then they perform the song, and um, you know, at the end, you know, the artist selects, and it's like they they put out, and you know, then they 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 immediately put it on, uh, they release it on like it, you know, you can yeah. get it on. So iTunes. is it released under the artist, the yeah. person who wrote it? And it's released. Uh, the artist will like John Legend will release a video. He released a video for the song. It's on his album, and the song credit goes to the wow. songwriter. So it's John Legend. It's released Singing. as a John Legend yeah. song. Jeez, that's big money. Yeah. So you know you have the so like last last week it was Will I Am picking a song for the Black Eyed Peas and he couldn't choose just one so he put all three yeah. on the album and removed three of the songs that he had initially had on yeah. the album right. to make room. So it's giving them that opportunity to um, and he was like this is this is what we need you know like the the opportunity for songwriters to right. to showcase what you know. The talent, because for the most part, a lot of them, you know, struggle to kind of find, to yeah. get their, their music out and their well, I mean, writing I, out. A lot of the songwriters, because I listen to this podcast called And The Writer Is, and like a lot of the songwriters it, for the main artists are like, it's a small niche community. Mm-hmm. Like they all know each other, you know, and these are the people who are writing for like Lady Gaga, writing for all the big names, Rihanna, writing for like Miley Cyrus, all those people, you know, um, Justin Timberlake. It's like. They have right. They have writing writers who, sole their sole purpose is to write the song. They're not even front people. They're not even yeah. front front faces. You know, um, and in my my journey, like I, I feel, I was talking to somebody about this last night too. I was, uh, I feel like, for me, the way I see it is like, if you if you call yourself an artist, you should be making the art. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure like like Ryan Tedder, he's he's. He is an artist. He write, he's a songwriter, but I'm sure when you get to a certain point, like you need to outsource. Yeah, you know. And I, I, I totally, I totally get that. But um, I think it's also important to know your capabilities before you try to sh- shop and look at other people's songwriting capabilities mm-hmm. for songs. Like you should look into yourself and develop yourself as a songwriter first. Because I know people who are just starting in their music careers mm-hmm. can't write a song, so they go and shop and try yeah. to shop for these writers to write them a song but it's like for me it's like dude you, you're just starting and you, now you're already on a crutch yeah like you didn't even sit down to learn how to be a be part of the craft you know and that's one that's like for me it separates it for me where that's like i'm an artist now you're just a performer yeah because someone wrote that song for you you're not that that song isn't your soul you know like all my songs are my soul like that's all from what I, i've experienced you know but that's the way I see it. I mean, p- people can see it a million different ways. But the pop game is like that. Oh yeah, that's the pop game. Like these guys aren't writing; they're like, they're listening to a catalog of songs that are being sent to them, and like this is the one. Yeah, I'm gonna sing this song. This is gonna be the one. You know, it's like man, kind of kills it. Kills it. It kills it for me. It's like when, especially when a fan listens to like a song from like and they, from and an they artist, connect. and they're like, oh, right. you know, he, he's saying exactly. And then when you look at like the the liner notes, oh. it's like what. And I get so I get so let down because I've, I've been running into like people on the direct scene I'm in that like I thought the whole time they were writers but they're not you know I'm not gonna drop any, I'm not gonna drop any names there's no I mean I'm not they talking, know who they are and I'm not talking about Guam music at all it's this I'm talking about the stateside like 
like some of these other reggae bands where I was like, man, like I thought you wrote your music, you know? <laughs> but they have like multiple writers, and I'm yeah. just like, it's still good music, and I don't knock them. Like even as a performer, the fact that they were able to solidify that deal to get that song is, I can give them respect, and they perform it every night. But damn, <laughs> that's not what I like this whole time for as being a fan of their music, yeah. you know? Like this whole it's time. Like, it's heartbreaking. It it's is, it is. It like, is. Oh. And then, you know. And then the whole thing, like, oh, it's part of the business. <laughs> I know. It's like, I know. nah, nah. I'm a, writer, I'm a writer. Like, I'm a songwriter. That's, that's what I do, you know. I know you were saying, too, that um, since being here and then you're seeing more of the local artists break out with the original yeah, music. beautiful. Do you think, too, it's because there's so much going on, um, not just in, like, the world, but, like, even, you know, on our island. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's so much... Um, that there needs to be, you know, that needs to be spoken out about yeah. or people are experiencing on yeah. island. I think um, unless, unless they're directly talking about those issues, mm-hmm. it's cool too. But I think, I think everyone just wants to like come up with their own music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I feel like they're just seeing the people before who are songwriters and like, dude, I want to write my own songs too. Yeah. Like I don't want to be stuck playing covers at a bar, you know, yeah. I don't want to play. I don't want to like, like how long am I going to sit at a bar and play and sing someone else's songs and like the moment when you do that when you do that it's like because i did that for so many years and i like i felt I was like what am i what am i yeah. gonna do like after this is all over like i'm just keep learning the new top 40s like <laughs> it gets old you know yeah so like like having your music that you can call yours is where the pride nice. begins the true pride like you're like re- actually proud of what you do and which c- will make it easier to continue longer and longer because you're proud of the craft that you've all these years, you accumulated all these life lessons and have put them into songs, you know? Yeah, because the last that's thing... Long, that's the longevity of it. Oh, yeah. And then the, I think the last thing of that, that an artist, uh, you know, especially like a... Or, you know, artists, especially, I'm sure, local, would is when someone says, like, oh, you know, this this band or this artist? Yeah, they they may, they sing a... Uh, they sing, and it's, a you know, a cover song. Yeah. Like, they're known for singing that cover song right, really right. good as opposed to, you know, like yeah. an original or yeah. something. And uh, like also like to, to mention like cover, like being a cover band is always like the start. It's always an important part of like, I feel like of any musician because mm-hmm. you have to learn, you have to learn other, you have to learn other songs so that you can understand what kind of song you want to make. You know, like, um, like, like learning all the covers I did in the past, like, had made me, like, playing those songs had, had somewhat shaped what I want to write a song about, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, some people get get kind of, like, stuck in that flow of cover cover music for a while. Some people stay on it sh- in a short period of time and then break into their own music. Yeah. It's, it's just everyone's on a different journey. Like, some people can do covers for, like, tw- 12 years and then finally do an original song, mm-hmm. you know? Do you it's, think- a matter of th- it's a matter of them having that... Fe- I feel like... This is all my speculation, but it's a matter of them having that turn, turn in mindset of like, dude, let's, why don't I just write up my own song? I've been doing covers for so long, that why don't I just write my own music? And then I think that's like the start of it, you know? Yeah. It's it's all self-realization, like for each individual person. And it's not, you, you can't really time restrict that. So when I see people who are only playing covers, like, of course, a part of me is like, man, start writing. But eventually when like the time comes, they'll be like, Maybe I should start writing music now. Like people love hearing my voice. Maybe I should start writing my own music, so they can come and listen to my songs. You know, it's a matter. It's a matter of how they feel. Hopefully, like 
everyone gets to that point where they want to write because that's only better for the island. Oh yeah. yeah, and do you think it, it has something to do with like maybe like the fear of losing like yeah uh, you know people could, like the fan the fans and those that yeah, go but, like on but the regular those, gigs those fears are always gonna be there mm-hmm. and a lot of times you can't change anything really like I feel like like if you're if you're gonna be scared you should do it you know like if if something scares you like if you just try to attack that what makes you scared like you'll learn something like like. Playing in the bigger shows in the states, like those crowds are nerve wracking, you know. Like, and it's not, it's not a band. Like, yeah. It's my name, so it's like my band could be like really comfortable because they're kind of like in the pocket, you know. Like it's my name that's on the front, mm-hmm. so like the amount of pressure I feel is a lot higher because it's my name. Like people are right. looking at me. These guys are behind it's their money that bought hired. the tickets. Yeah, and... they're technically my hired guns in the back, you know, which. Of course, I treat my, my band more than that, but um, it's a lot more pressure and like having to perform and having like to be more open and talk talk to a crowd in between songs and not just play the songs yeah. and talk to them and converse with them and try to connect with them. Like that used to scare me too, you know. Like, but like, how bad do you want it? You're gonna you gotta face the fire. You gotta put your foot in, like, and just face it, and then you'll be better from there, you know. And the more you do it, like, I used to get so nervous <laughs> before my shows. And I'm like, I'm like, the, the boys are like, oh, you need to calm down, like, have a drink, you know, relax. And I'm like, man. But those moments shaped me, yeah. you know, those moments shaped me. Because, like, when I, when I, before I go on stage, I'll be like, okay, try to do this more. Try to do this. I'll go all these mental notes, you know, like, try not to, like, turn your back to the crowd yeah. too much. Like, like, try to, like, face each section of the crowd. Like, give love to left, right, and center every time, you know. Um introduce the band all those notes you have bajillion notes and um i'll be happy when like after the show i'm like holy cow i took care of all almost almost all (laughs) my checklist yeah yeah you know and it's like that's what that's what i'm talking about it's like if you're scared just do it because you're gonna find lessons in in why you were you're gonna realize why you were scared and that you're scared for some stupid reason that you you made up in your mind that's only blocking yourself yeah. And do you, I mean, of all the performances that you've done and everything, I guess, has there been one that kind of like stood out to you? That's kind of been like, yeah. uh, that, that, that one was love. one. <laughs> one one love. love. Yeah, because I used to, um, I do this thing a lot where I uh, I look at flyers of like the big bands, like those big festival flyers, right? Because yeah. I played on, I played in like three other festival, maybe four, four other huge festivals in the reggae scene, um, but not as Jason J. When I was playing with Seedless and... Um, and so I was, like, a part of the band. So I understand that feeling now. Because I was part of the band, so it wasn't really my name completely. We're all there on stage together. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, all of our faces, you know, for the one band, right? Um, and, like, they kind of introduced me to the bigger stage. But then when it got to a point where, like, I was playing with them and I was realizing, like, I still have to chase my own. Like, I, this is not my, this is not mine. Like, I'm just a part of this temporarily. I'm, I was a fill-in, you know? They really wanted me to be part of the band. And for a moment I was, but I, I've always kept in the back pocket, like, dude, what are you here to do? Yeah. Like, you're here to be the artist, you know? So I always kept that in the back pocket and I always kind of, like, fed that fed that little monster in the back every time, <laughs> like, you know? Um, but I used to do this thing a lot where I would see, like, the names of bands on the big flyers and they have, like, 30 bands on this festival and I would just look at the fonts and imagine my name on the font and that 
like squeezed in there you know whether it's like smaller <laughs> yeah. big but I'll try to imagine like I'll just like I'll look at the flyer and then close my eyes and try to imagine my name on that same flyer and um man it came true at one love like I got to see my name on the flyer you know and like I think like visualizing is the key like visualizing working on 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 your craft is the key and and doing what what scares you because what scares you is where you're going to find who you really are and that's what I was going to ask too is that um you know obviously there 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 are a lot of young up and coming musicians mm-hmm. um you know we have the thing is the beauty of it is that a lot of the schools now here have um you know band and, and it's not just like your typical mm-hmm. you know band with the instruments do they have like these stage bands wow. and they have like these uh performing bands i guess what advice would you give them because it's it's a tough it's a doggy mm-hmm. dog world yeah. you know and, yeah. and then as far as like the musician um, yeah. music industry i guess what kind of piece of advice would you give to them um because I'm sure, you know, there are time there were times where you were probably discouraged, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess how how do you how do you keep trekking along? How do you keep pushing yourself and motivating yourself? Um, I think well, I do this. I do something with my lady every year where at the end of the year, we kind of have like this serious talk. Right. It almost feels like a breakup talk. <laughs> but it's like we sit down and and like we go over like what I've accomplished for music this year and how I can what I could do to be better and accomplish more for next year and try to, it's like, cause time flies by, you know? And, oh yeah. And you can realize that like you haven't done much in the last two years and you didn't realize it, you know, like I felt like maybe keeping track of time because the younger you are, the easier it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things I could say. I mean, going back to the points of like being, being afraid is a, a good thing, you know? Like the whole macho thing of like, if you're afraid, like, no, like mm-hmm. you, you got to face, sit down with your fears, sit down with your demons. And if you want something, if you really truly want something, like just start building at it and eventually it'll come, you know? Yeah. And I think music, you know, the craft, it's an ongoing, yeah. pro- it's an ongoing like to the process. Day we die. Yeah. yeah. We're all trying to get better to the day we die. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, I guess what is the future? How long are you here on island? I'm here till the 16th. Um, and then yeah. you head back in. I'm I back guess. in straight back in the crazy <laughs> grime. Yeah, like um, it's nice because I kind of like get to like get pepped up again. Yeah. Because you know, five years out there, like I start to see like the like the true the true nature of the beast yeah. in the music scene out there. And it's like Guam's Guam is Guam's dope too, and it's still kind of. It's still it's it's growing and molding, you know. But in the states, like these guys have, like I'm like brushing shoulders with labels, you know, mm. and like these guys have their formulas down on how they can control an artist and stuff like that, you know. So yeah. it gets a little bit more cynical in the states. So um, I feel like this is coming back on this trip has just been like a way of how can I remind, like I can sit down in the places I was before, the same seats where. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do as far as music. I was just struggling. And to come back now and be like, hey, man, so talking to myself and be like, dude, you've gone somewhere. Like, don't worry so much anymore. Like, being in the States, I was like, man, I need to keep on growing, growing, growing. Like, it's like constantly searching for that. And sometimes beating myself up, like thinking I'm not moving fast enough. But then being able to sit back at, like, my backyard in Guam where I used to sit down there and be like, what am I going to do with all, like, you know, like, what's the next level? And like, I was being, I was so lost back in the day and sitting there now I'd be like, dude, you're doing all right. Just keep at it, you know? And 
you gotta love yourself and encourage yourself too, and not be so hard on yourself. And you surround yourself, and, and I think something very important too is to kind of surround yourself to a like like minded yes. people. Yes. Oh, of course, that, of course. You know, like a you're like the average of the people that you mostly most spend time your time with. Um, yeah, and I've done that a lot in California, where like I realized like this person is kind of pulling me down, like too negative of a mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just being around people, yeah, who understand what I'm trying to do and who are also doing something similar in, in the same field, even different fields, but like the same mindset, and that makes it easier. Being being aware of the people around you and the types of people around you are crucial because some people just let people in no matter what, you know. Playing music, like you, there's a lot of people you meet, and you got to be mindful of like how far you let them into your circle. Whether it's like, because some people just want to come right up, come right in, <laughs> and, they, and they have agendas, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, they have agendas, yeah. hidden agendas as well. So it's like, protect. You got to protect yourself because, like, one person could bring down your entire empire that you've been building for years and years, you know. So. And I know that, um, like you mentioned, you have, um, you, you know, you finally wrapped up on yeah. that out. So I guess where, when can we? Um, I actually am trying to drop it by tonight. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it... um, I have a, at least the first single. So I'm going to release, release a single while I'm here in Guam. When I get back to the States, I'm going to sit down and finalize all the all the online submissions for like the digital platform streamings and all that stuff like that iTunes Spotify so that that usually takes like a week or two to clear at least fully like fully be on online with everything so um the EP should be out in like a little less than 3 weeks nice and then i know while you're here too you have a um, a gig sure, that, yeah. Yeah, that yeah um so i figured like if i'm on the island i didn't want to come back because this, this trip has been like a pay, we paid for our family vacation trip, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, I didn't want to spend time like rehearsing. That's the main thing. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to spend three days of my vacation rehearsing when I could be with my my kids, yeah. you know. So, like, um, my kids and my lady. So it's like now I just decided to book an acoustic show and like super intimate where I don't need to rehearse. I called all the musicians, like the friends of mine that I really enjoy listening to. I told them to come by, sing a couple songs, you know, help me fill some time out, and I'm gonna do a set as well. And come up and jam with me, just like it's like backyard jam session, but at, at the inside. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, learners, it's like been hot lately. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, <clears throat> um, that's the fourteenth Friday, uh, this coming Friday at, at Roots. At Roots, yeah, Roots Bar and Grill and Mighty. And um, you know, one of the things too that I wanted to bring up too is that you know um, how you're mentioning we have a growing, um, um, you know, music scene. Music scene. And, you know, the support now, like we have, I think back in the day when we had like a, it was kind of tough to feel like one hour of like local music. Yeah. You know, and now like you have, you know, we, there, you know, we can, you know, it just, it just goes to show like how much growth there's been. And, and like, my hope is like down the line, hopefully sooner rather than later, there's like a big tour and it's just nothing but local artists. Yeah. Like I mean, we, we tried to do a couple things in California. Like, we had a couple shows where, like, it was, like, Four Piece, 56 Hope, um, My Crew, and Chris Boomer. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was epic. Like, <laughs> I've been wanting to take that on the on the road because I think I think we can really, like, capitalize on all the big Guam communities out there. Oh, yeah. Um, but it boils down to logistics. So if anybody has um, financial backing that would love to support that run, 
um, hit me up because yeah. we need that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of just logistics. Like, imagine you have, like, four bands, like, rent-a-cars, like, like places to up. stay. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I did a little run, a weekend run with um, me and Boomer, and it's, like, the amount of money I spent, I was, like... It was so heartbreaking. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've been, like, I, I was working this job and saving, like, saving like 75% of my check just to blow it that, that fast. And I was like, oh my God, that's so, that's so, you know, like, it's gnarly. It's yeah. crazy. But how bad do you want it though? Exactly. I wanted it bad where I was like only keeping 25% of my, my paycheck for the bills, you know, and my lady was, was covering the rest for me. Um, but that's how bad I wanted it. And I'm, I'm going to continue to do that. But yes, if people out there who would want to help support, like, hit at me, you know? Like, we need sponsors, we need all that for tours. Um, just to, to strengthen it, you know? And that way I feel like we could, if we could make all those Guam communities, like, really known, our presence really known to them, we could link the bridge for the Guam artists here in Guam to come out and tour. I mean, there's, the, the few Guam bands that are coming out to tour, like, they're already established. Like, yeah. Four Piece is killing it. Oh, yeah. Tours, you know, John Dag's about to kill it, too, with his revolution Right, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention that, but um, you know, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing. It's just a matter of like money blocks a lot of people sometimes. Yeah, it's yep. a sad thing, you know, because if it wasn't about that, like we would be all, all be thriving. But you know, you just gotta find a way. How bad do you want it? You'll find a way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for coming by thank and you for sharing and for for you know um, catching up with me and and. And kind of just like instilling some of that that wisdom that I think some people, especially those that are chasing their dreams right. too musically, you know, need to hear and, and not to be discouraged and and you know like 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 yeah. you said, you know, if it scares you, go just you know go head you know head in and and um, um, you know work hard mm-hmm. and and just surround yourself with yeah. you know like minded people and and they're gonna you know get there yep. and and there's no like timeline there's no timeline yeah. i mean you could try to think of this timeline that you have for yourself but you realize that you're going to break that timeline you're not going to you're not going to fit in that timeline so just go the roll the punches yeah. you know roll the, the punches as long as you're fighting the good fight <laughs> exactly well thank you so much jason thank and you, and give love to to sham and um the entire family and and hopefully we we see you back on island uh, yeah i'm in much talks, sooner i'm in talks with some some Hopefully a concert in the next couple months. So we'll see if that goes through. Nice. And again, you can listen to this podcast on the KOM Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe so you can get alerts to all the new podcasts. Thank you so much for listening in. You've been listening to A Fistful of Talent. Adios.